Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, Sunday, the 21st of October, in the year 2012, and we are in the Lower Hamlet Assembly of Stars Meditation Hall. And we are in the third week of our fall retreat. In the last uh, two weeks, we have learned uh, quite a few things. We learned how to take care of our body and our feelings. We learned uh, eight uh, exercises on mindful breathing taught by the Buddha to do so. We, we learn how to release the tension in the body, to restore peace in the body. We learn to, um, how to, uh, to recognize uh, a painful feeling, a painful uh, emotion, and how to calm down these feelings or emotions. We also learn how to generate a pleasant feeling, a feeling of joy, a feeling of happiness. And also we have learned uh, how, to, uh, how to listen to our own suffering. So we can understand our own suffering. If we understand our own suffering, we'll be able to understand the suffering of our father, our mother, our ancestors, and the suffering of the other person, our partner, uh, uh, in society. Because our suffering carries within itself the suffering of our parents and uh, the suffering of our society also. There is a collective suffering. And we learn that uh, if we have understood our suffering, we will suffer less. And we see the path of transformation healing clearly. Because looking into the nature of our suffering, we can recognize the, the roots of that suffering, the path, the way of living that has led to that kind of suffering. So we can see the right path, the, the path that leads to the transformation and healing. We also learn how to recognize the suffering in the other person. And we can do that easily after we have uh, recognized the suffering inside of us. And when we are able to recognize the suffering in the other person, we will look at him or her in a very different way. We do not have uh, any anger toward him or her. We get angry with him or her because we have not seen the suffering in that person. Now, as uh, we are able to see the suffering in that person, we see that that person needs help and, need, and, and does not need uh, 
punishment. So we can look at him or her with the eyes of understanding and compassion. And looking like that, we don't suffer anymore. And when the person, the other person sees us looking at him or her like that, they don't suffer. And then we also learn how to listen to the suffering of the other person in order to help him or her to suffer less. How to, uh, how to use the kind of uh, gentle, loving speech in order to help the other person to, to understand our suffering and the suffering of uh, him, in him and in her. And uh, the practice of uh, gentle speech and deep listening can lead to the restoration of communication and and uh, bringing uh, reconciliation. We have learned these things during the last two weeks. So to, today, we, this week, we will continue. As you have said, uh, the practice of mindfulness begins with how to to take care, to calm our body and our feelings. It's very important. But if you know how to calm a feeling, it's easier to calm your body because the feelings have uh, feelings have effect on the body. So in this uh, practice, we see that body and mind they they, they have a deep connection. We cannot take body out of mind and mind out of body. So when we talk about body, we are somehow talking about mind at the same time. So, uh, mindfulness, uh, the practice of mindfulness has uh, four objects. Mindfulness is always mindfulness of something. So first of all, it's the mindfulness of the body. And then the mindfulness of the feeling. And then mindfulness of uh, the mind, the mental formation. Mind. Mind is made of uh, mental formations. Like a river is made of drops of water. And uh, there are many... um, kind of mental formations. And when I was a novice monk, I had to memorize the names of these mental formations so that when one of them pop up, I would know what is that mental formation. I must be able to call that mental formation by its name. So our teacher told us to (laughs) memorize. Suppose anger is up, and you breathe in and you say, Hello, anger, I know your name, you are, you are anger. I will take good care of you. So that is uh, to recognize the mental formation that has manifested. And uh, any mental formation, when manifested, you have to be able to recognize it. <laughs> 
and call it by its two names. Suppose uh, jealousy, when she manifests, uh, if you are a practitioner, you should be able to recognize it. there is jealousy in me. And you can smile to your jealousy. You say that, hello there, jealousy, I know you are an old friend. <laughs> I will take good care of you. So that is uh, the third object of mindfulness, mental formations. And in my tradition, uh, there are 51 categories of mental formations. There are positive uh, mental formations like mindfulness, compassion, tolerance, inclusiveness, and so on. And there are negative mental formations like uh, um, anger, fear, discrimination, and neutral ones like uh, thinking. Thinking might be good, thinking might be negative. And then the fourth realm of, uh, of uh, mindfulness, the, the fourth object of mindfulness is uh, object of minds. It's called Dharma. The Dharma, uh, when it is written with a capital D like this, it means the teaching of the Buddha. And Dharma, when it is written with a small d, it means uh, things, phenomena, uh, lesos. And uh, but in Buddhism, we don't call um, nature, things out there. Uh, uh, we don't consider things out there is something objective. Uh, we call them objects of mind. When you have a perception, and that perception has an object that may be a mountain. You are not sure that it exists out your mind, but you are sure that the image of the mountain is the object of your mind. Uh, maybe the thing in itself is quite different. But uh, what is in our mind, that is the only thing we have. That is an object of mind. That may be an illusion, a wrong perception, a distorted image of the reality. But that is the only thing we have in our mind now. So in our perceptions, we see things. And when we see things, we perceive things, we should be aware, mindful of what we see. Suppose we see a snake in the twilight, and we are afraid, and we yell, and we run. So that snake is an object of mind. And someone come and with a flashlight and 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 you find that that's not a snake that is only a piece of rope, so whether it is a rope or a snake they are all, all, all they are 
they are only objects of mind. Maybe if you look more deeply, you see that it's not a piece of, a piece of a rope, it's something else. And that is what uh, scientists are trying to, <laughs> to do today. When they look at things very deeply, they see that things are not what you have perceived. They have not been able to find out the true nature of what is in your mind yet. So you see only your mind. So the first uh, exercise of mindful breathing is to, to be aware of your in-breath and out-breath. The second is to follow all the way through your in-breath and out-breath. The third is to be aware of your body. And the fourth is to calm down, to calm your body. And we have to master the practice. We have a body to take care. And uh, the first exercise uh, help us to to be aware of our in-breath and out-breath. Our in-breath and out-breath is also belong to our body, but it is also an object of our mind. And the second is to follow your in-breath and your out-breath all the way through. There is no interruption. The mindfulness uh, is without uh, Mindfulness of your in-breath is without interruption. Your in-breath may last three, four, five, six seconds, but during that time, there's no interruption. You are really really aware of your in-breath from the beginning to the end. And breathing like that, you are concentrated, more concentrated on your in-breath. And if you are really concentrated in your in-breath, you release everything else. First, you release your thinking. Your thinking may bring you a lot of discomfort. The more you think, the more you suffer. Uh, Thinking is sometimes useful, uh, helpful, productive, but thinking very often are not productive. We go around, and the more I think, the, the more confused we become. And we get angry, we get frustrated, and so on, and we harm our body. But when you breathe in with mindfulness, the only object of your mind is your in-breath. And you... you release everything else. The first thing you release is your thinking. Because while breathing in, you don't think. You don't think anymore. Because thinking might make your head uh, hot. It's like a machine. If you allow it to function too long, it will become hot. 
But there is a button if you push, and then we can turn it off. But for thinking, there is no button. You cannot turn off uh, your thinking with a button. But uh, you can you can turn it off by the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking. One in breath or one step down in mindfulness and concentration help you to stop the thinking. And you can you can be with your in breath or or your steps for several minutes, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. No thinking, just feeling. Just be just being aware of your in breath out breath of of your steps. And during that time your 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 head can rest. Uh, allow you to restore. There are uh, worries and fear and uncertainty concerning the future. And these kind of uh, feelings, this kind of thinking make you tired. Take away, take, take away your freedom. You are caught by by the worries, the thinking, uh, the the thinking, uh, the ob- obsession, uh, uns- uh, uncertainty about the future. So you are not free in order to live your life. Uh, you may be uh, bound by your regret, caught in your regret or your sorrow concerning the past. You are not free. And when you really focus your attention on your in-breath, you are only concentrated on your in-breath and you release everything. And you get freedom. Freedom from the past and the future. Freedom from the worry, the anxiety, the sorrow, the regret. And you are, you are, you have more. You are freer. You have more freedom. And if uh, you are to make a decision, uh, your decision will be a better decision because it's not uh, driven by your anger, sorrow, uh, regret, or anxiety. So to breathe in mindfully can bring you freedom. Even uh, from a pleasant, from an unpleasant feeling, you are having an unpleasant feeling. But if you are really concentrated just in your inward, you may stop, uh, calm the pleasant, uh, the unpleasant feeling. So although it looks very simple, the exercise. But if you know how to do it, uh, it can do a lot of good. The third uh, exercise is to be, to be aware of your body. And in our daily life, uh, very often we forget that we have a body. You may spend two hours with your computer and you get lost. 
in your work and you completely forget that you have uh, a body. So you may like to do like uh, us in Plum Village, uh, uh, program a bell of mindfulness into your computer and every uh, quarter of an hour uh, the bell uh, will sound and you can stop and go back to your in-breath and connect, reconnect with your body. Uh, and, in, and when body and um, mind are connected with each other, you find yourself in the here and the now, so that you can really live your life, that moment of your life. So the third is aware of body. And when uh, you are aware of your body, you might recognize that there is a, a tension and pain in your body. So the fourth is to breathe in order to allow the tension to be released. But as uh, we have said before, that if, uh, if uh, we know how to take care of our feelings, and then uh, uh, taking care of our body will be easier. Because suppose you have a painful feeling, an unpleasant feeling, and that feeling will have an effect on, on, on your body. And if you know how to calm the feeling, and then you can help the body to, to, to calm more easily. And um, it is also true with, uh, with, uh, with the feelings. If you know how to calm your body, you can calm down your feeling more easily because body and mind, they are connected to each other. Breathing in, I release the tension in my body. And in the sitting position, or lying position, or standing or walking, or sitting uh, in a train, sitting in the car, it is possible to allow <laughs> your body to release the tension. And you have to learn. You have to make it into a habit. You should not allow uh, our body to be um, rigid. Uh, because of uh, the tension. So the fifth is uh, to uh, to create, to generate a feeling of joy. The sixth is to generate a feeling of happiness. The seventh is to recognize to be aware, a feeling of pain, of, uh, pain a painful <coughs> feeling. And the eight is to calm, calm the pain. So with uh, the practice of uh, the first and second exercise, Also with the third and the fourth, 
we can bring our mind home to our body, relax our body. And when mind and body are together, we are established uh, in the present moment. And when we are established in the present moment, we recognize that uh, there are so many wonderful things available in that moment that we are very lucky, much luckier than many other people. So when you recognize that you are lucky, that so many wonders in you and around you, it's easy to create a feeling of joy, a feeling of happiness. And you can help the other person to be mindful about the fact that she is also very lucky. If we compare ourselves to many people on earth, we see that we have, we, we have a lot of uh, sense. And breathing in, I know that uh, my body uh, is healthy enough. Oh. Within in, in, without, I know that I can still walk and run and jump. There are those who cannot do that. Breathing in, I still have a house to live in. There are many people who do not have a house. Breathing out, I know that I have not lost my job. Breathing in, I know even if I have lost my job, I still uh, uh, have my house and con- continue uh, to live until I got another job. So, so mindfulness is that, recognizing the conditions of uh, well-being, of happiness, uh, the, the, the events, the refreshing and, and, and healing, nourishing elements around us uh, in order to get in touch. And uh, joy and happiness are possible with mindfulness. So mindful breathing can help you generate a feeling of joy, a feeling of happiness whenever you want. If you are a good practitioner. And then when there is a a feeling of pain, you know how to recognize. You don't do like other people trying to run away, trying to suppress. Pretend that there is no pain. So with mindfulness, you can come back and become aware of the pain in your body, in your feelings, and uh, calm it down. So we see a similarity between the third, the fourth, and the seventh, eighth. It's aware of the body, and this is calming the body. Aware of the pain and calming the pain. And with what? With the energy of mindfulness. With the practice of mindful breathing, we can calm down our body, release the tension in our body. We can calm down the pain and suffer less. And mindful breathing can be done in any position of the body, lying or walking or sitting and so on in the car uh, or in the train, 
are sitting on the grass, or lying on your bed, uh, you can do that. The ninth uh, exercise is to be mindful of a mental formation, aware of mental formation. We have to train ourselves. When fear arises, we recognize that there is fear. The first thing is to recognize it, to say hello to it, not trying to suppress it. Learn to embrace it with our mindfulness. There is a list of mental formations. Uh, uh, can, uh, that can be available in a website of Plum Village. Uh, you might ask uh, your brothers or your sisters in the practice. Then they know they can give you a list so that you can um, you know the name and recognize uh, them every time they they manifest. The tenth exercise is to is to to gladden to make it uh, to make it uh, joyful, happy, beautiful. Uh, uh, to gladden your mind. This is a practice that uh, that is very pleasant to do. Sometimes we call it uh, true diligence. Before, before, um, before a mental formation manifests, she existed already in us, that mental formation. But not in the form of a mental formation, but in the form of a, a seed. The, the, the Sanskrit word for seed is a bija. In Chinese, chung uh, The 51 mental formations before they manifest, they exist in us in the form of seeds. All of us have a seed of anger, but now it seems that nobody is angry. But that does not mean that anger is not in us. It is sleeping in the form of a seed. It's not manifested. You cannot see it. But if someone comes and says something unpleasant, provocative, and then anger will manifest. So it, the mental formation called anger manifests from a seed of anger. And all these seeds are in our consciousness, called store consciousness, because our con- that consciousness stores all kinds of seeds. Mm. Store consciousness. You get that name because it stores many things, all the seeds. And what we have learned 
have been stored also in our consciousness. And what we have experienced, like happiness and sorrow and suffering, they are all stored in our consciousness in form of seeds. So uh, during, uh, during the night, we have dreams and all these seeds manifest in our uh, mental consciousness in form of movies. They projected the movies and we spend our night watching the movies <laughs> and some movies are not very pleasant to watch. And that is why star consciousness has uh, many other names and one of the names is uh, the totality of the seeds, Sakva Bijaka. Sakva Bijaka. Bija, seed, Sava, every, all the seeds. Nikthik, Jungthik. So our our consciousness has at least two layers, and the lower part is store consciousness. And the upper part is uh, mind consciousness. But when it is down here, it is a seed, a bija. When it uh, manifests up here, it becomes a mental formation. Mental formation. So the seed of mindfulness, every one of us have. And that seed should be touched very often so that it can manifest. If you are mindful, and then you live your life more deeply, you know what is going on. Going on where? in your body, in your feelings, in your mental formation, and recognize the object of your, your mind, in your perception. This is an object of perception. Hand exercise of mindful breathing is to is to invite the good seeds to manifest. The seed of joy, the seed of uh, happiness, the seed of uh, brotherhood, the seed of non-discrimination, the seed of hope, the seed of forgiveness, and so on to manifest, because when they manifest, they make you happy. And when a negative seed like uh, anger or despair come up, you suffer. So, uh, so we should uh, practice what uh, we call in Pamela's uh, selective watering of the seeds. You choose to water only the good seeds so that they manifest. When we, uh, when we listen to a, to a conversation, someone is telling you 
something. And that someone is watering the seeds in you. If what uh, that person says is full of anger, despair, violence, and then what the other person say may water the seed of violence, anger, despair in you. So that's not good food. That's not a good watering. So if uh, we have enough of that uh, element in us, we should refrain from having con- that kind of conversations. We have to talk to the people who can say things that can water the seed of hope, of joy, of happiness. And that is uh, part of the practice. So, uh, true diligence uh, has four steps. The first step is that uh, the negative seed, when they are sleeping down here, allow them to continue to sleep and not water them. Not water. Negative seeds. So in a relationship, we should agree with each other that we should not water the negative seed in the other person. Darling, I know that uh, you know that I have uh, the seed of anger, fear, jealousy. And every time you do or say something that water these seeds, I suffer. And when I suffer, you cannot be happy. So please uh, do not water these seeds in me. And I make the commitment not to not not to do it uh, with you. I know that you have all these uh, seeds also. Fear, anger. I promise that I will not water these negative seeds in me and in you. So please make the same commitment not to water these seeds in you by yourself and not to water the seed, this seed in me. So that is uh, the first commitment between us and the other person. And if uh, the other person forgets, and you can remind him or her, darling, you are watering the negative seed in me. That's new. That may make me suffer, and that may make you suffer also. <laughs> so it's sign a happiness treaty. It's sign a peace treaty with him or her. Mm. Not to water the negative seeds. And the second aspect of the practice is uh, if it happens that a negative seed has already manifest. So we should know what to do in order to, to invite it to go home down there as quickly as possible. Not by the way of suppressing. not fighting, not suppressing, 
because uh, doing so will cause the harm, more harm than good. And one of the ways is to invite the seat of mindfulness to come up. Suppose this is uh, the seat of anger, and this is uh, the seat of mindfulness you invite up. Anger is an energy, and mindfulness is also a source of energy. So there is an encounter between the energy of mindfulness and the energy of anger. Energy number one is anger. Energy number two is mindfulness. And mindfulness is not there to fight and to suppress. Mindfulness is there to recognize. Hello, I know you are there. I know, I know you. I know your name. I will take care of you. So the first, the first function of mindfulness is to recognize the mental formation. The second thing that mindfulness can do is to embrace the mental formation with tenderness, like the way a mother, a loving mother, would hold her crying baby. No violence, no suppression, no fighting. This is what a practitioner would do. Whether it is despair or anger or fear, we do the same. Recognizing and embracing. And if you have, uh, if, uh, if your mindfulness is uh, not uh, powerful enough, and then your co-practitioner may sit with you, breathe with you in order to support you. And you can model um, the energy of mindfulness from another person to help you to recognize and hold the pain tenderly. And that is why it's good to practice uh, with uh, co uh, brothers and sisters in, in, in the Dharma. Sometimes you may need us to help you. And you sit among us and you say, Dear brothers and sisters in the community, this is my, my pain, my sorrow. It's a little bit too big for me to, uh, to embrace because I am just a beginner in the practice. So please help me. So we will sit down with you, we will breathe with you, and we offer our mindfulness in order to hold you. And the collective energy of mindfulness will be strong enough to help you to hold the block of, of uh, suffering in you. And that is why practicing with the Sangha is very good. And if you do not have a Sangha in your neighborhood, you may like to build one. And then, if we know how to recognize and embrace uh, the mental formation, it will lose some of its strength. And you may suffer less after a few minutes of practice. And if you continue, and then later on, it will come back to 
its uh, original place down here. And the second way proposed by the Buddha is uh, to invite uh, uh, a good another good mental formation to come up. Suppose uh, you invite uh, the 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 seat of compassion to come up. You have a seat of anger, of course. But you have also a seat of compassion in you. Everyone. Whether that uh, seat of compassion in you is strong or weak, it depends on your practice. If you know how to look and to listen with compassion, and then the seat of compassion in you will grow every day. And every time you need, you just touch and it comes up. And when it comes up, it neutralizes the seat of anger. It helps the seat of anger to go home. It's like uh, good music. If you play a CD and if the music does not please you, why mm, sit there and bear the bad music? You can change the CD. There you have a good music. Why, why you have to suffer of this piece of music? You can change the CD. So there are many good cities in your consciousness. Um, many seeds like uh, compassion, uh, loving kindness, uh, uh, brotherhood, joy, happiness. So you just invite a good one and to replace this. And this will naturally go back to its own place. This practice is called changing the CD. In the time of the Buddha, they did not have CD. So the Buddha used the word changing the pack. Pack is a piece of wood that can connect two pieces of, uh, a, piece, a small uh, piece of wood like this. They can connect to a big uh, piece of wood. They draw a hole and then they, they drive the pack in and they make the two. And if uh, this piece uh, is rotten, or uh, it does not fit, and then you can use another uh, pack, and you use a hammer to drive this out, and this will replace the pack. So in the time of Buddha, um, uh, the image of a pack is used and not CD. So changing the pack, changing the CD is uh, is uh, is the practice replace a negative one by a positive one, and you can help the other person if you know that she is under uh, the domination of a negative uh, mental formation like worries, fear. You know that in her there are good seeds. You say something to remind her and suddenly that seed come up and the other, other mental formation uh, disappear, go, goes, goes down again. 
and that may, may happen very quickly too. Don't allow the other person to be, to be imprisoned, to be under the domination of that uh, mental formation. Help her to get out. Help, help uh, to, to water a good seed in her. And that is why we call this practice uh, selective watering. You don't water the negative seed, you water only the good seed. So the third uh, aspect of the practice is to invite good, good mental formation to come up. Good seeds to come up as mental formation, like the seeds of joy, the seed of uh, mindfulness, the seed of concentration, the seed of insight. And the landscape of the mind will be beautiful when these uh, good uh, mental formations manifest themselves. And you do it for yourself, and you do it for your beloved one. You know the art of happiness. You know how to create a feeling of happiness, a feeling of joy, by the practice of uh, selective watering. So, water the positive seeds. Suppose your sister uh, is in the mood of uh, worries and she, she cannot smile. And then you say something like, uh, I remember Years ago, you used to, uh, to arrange uh, flowers beautifully. Recently, you have not offered us uh, uh, your talent of uh, arranging, arranging flowers. With a pot of flowers arranged by you, the, well, uh, the house is transformed. Why don't you... Why don't you uh, offer us a pot of flour in the, in the house. In the beginning, she might, might not do it right away. But what you say is touching the seat of talent and joy, because every time she arranges flowers, she has joy. So maybe 10 minutes later, she'll stand up and she go, goes to the garden and she, with, uh, uh, and she will cut uh, a few branches and you will spend half an hour arranging flowers and during the time she, she will look much better, more joyful because you have, uh, uh, you have uh, water, the seed of talent, of joy in your system. So that can be done. We do it for ourselves because we know that there are good things in us, good CDs in us, good music in us, good mental formations in us, and we do it for our beloved one. This is the art of uh, happiness. And the fourth is when, when, when a good mental formation has manifest here, keep her there as long as you can. 
It's like when you have a, 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 a dear friend, good friend visiting, you would like to keep her, keep him with you as long as possible because her presence makes you happy. So you, you keep it as long as possible. May the, the joy uh, last. And uh, the longer the mental formation stay up here, the bigger the seat, the quick, uh, the big, big uh, the bigger the seat down here. The same thing is true with the negative seat. If you allow anger to stay here for a long time, many days down here, the seat of anger grow. So that's not good. That is why we have to help us to go home as quickly as possible. But here, we don't do it. We do the opposite. Instead of uh, uh, allow her to go back quickly, we try to keep it up here. And that is the art of the Buddha about handling happiness and suffering, just watering the seeds. So according to Buddhist psychology, uh, our consciousness are made of seeds. And we can recognize we have all kinds of seeds in us. We have the seed of a hungry ghost in us. We have a seed of hell in us. Hell is in us. We have the seed of paradise, the kingdom of God, pure land of Buddha in us. Everything is in us, up to us to choose. It's like a television set with many channels. Up to you to choose the channel. In your consciousness, all realms of existence are there, including hungry ghosts, the realm of hungry ghosts, the realm of uh, the gods, the realms of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. So you choose uh, the channel, the Bodhisattva channel. The element is uh, to concentrate the mind. And the twelve is... Uh, to liberate the mind, liberate the mental formation that make uh, us suffer. And uh, we will talk about this in, next, in the next Dhammata. Keep the positive uh, mental formations as long as possible. If uh, if uh, there is a chance, uh, we may like to uh, to listen to the Rama talk about uh, relationship uh, last week. Maybe uh, tomorrow, lazy day. <laughs>